0: What's up, everybody? Ryan Turford here, and welcome to the Extra Mile. This is the tag-along podcast to the Xbox Drive, as we dive deep into the games and services you care about most. As always, we'd love your feedback on this, any of our shows, over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. This week's episode is all about Resident Evil Three. I've finished the game twice now. I picked it up on Friday. Have a lot to say about this game, so of course. Let's just jump right into it. Of course, uh, one thing I will stress before we go into this and uh, as a quick disclaimer, there's not gonna be any spoilers in the in this uh, piece. So if you're worried about going into this experience with spoilers, don't worry. I've got you covered. I'm not going to reference specific things. I'm going to kind of skirt around a lot of stuff. That also means, though, I'm not going to do like an in-depth analysis of the plot as well. Like that this isn't really the show for that either. Um, If y'all would like me to do more of an in-depth, like almost like a spoiler cast for this or any other game uh, that we cover on the show, both uh, Sean and I, um, you can definitely let us know. um, And we're down to do stuff like that as well. It's just one of those things where obviously when the game comes right out, obviously we don't want to go into deep into spoilers, uh, at least for a little while. So just keep, bear in mind this is not going to be a spoiler filled podcast, so you don't have to run around, run away now. Um, I might re- make ra- some references to the original Resident Evil three, but again, I'm not going to try and give anything away, especially because there's a lot of people who are playing this at, just never played the original game. So um, yes, even though it is a remake of an older game, I don't want to spoil stuff if I don't have to. So here's my overall history with the series uh, over as a whole. Really? Um, I've played every single resident evil mainline game and finished, every mainline game in the series um that includes stuff like code veronica and revelations um as far as a bunch of some of the spinoffs like survivor or umbrella core or you know the umbrella chronicles or the dark side chronicles or anything like that i've played almost all of those as well i mean in fact actually i'm trying to think because i there aren't too many resident evil games i haven't played so i've played a lot of them haven't finished every single game and as far as spin goes, but I've at least finished the main series of games, including Resident Evil 3. So what did I think about Resident Evil 3 originally? No, it's a bit of a step down from Resident Evil 2, or at least that's what I thought when I first played Resident Evil 3 back in the day, um, because you're only really getting following Jill. Jill's a character I loved a lot in the first game. She was kind of the, the, the person I really like to play as between her and Chris. Um, So it was cool to actually see her come back in Resident Evil 3. But at the same time, it it did a lot of really interesting things at the time. And and I really liked it. There was a bunch of choice based elements. I loved how the the way they did Nemesis in that game um, where he's always following you around and stuff like that. Or the encounters with him really felt like they were like crazy encounters, almost like Mr. X in the Resident Evil 2 remake for those who are looking for context and uh, a lot of great moments. But it's just one of those things where it just was coming off. Almost what I would consider the perfect survival horror game in Resident Evil 2. So it just it had too much to live up to. So it didn't hit the the super high standard I had for it coming off Resident Evil 2. But I still really loved Resident Evil 3 um, for a lot of for a lot of reasons. Um, although, again, w- with so many uh, successive Resident Evil games around that time, obviously it's a little hard not to feel at least a little fatigue. With uh, with zombies, which is why we had such a radical departure with Resident Evil 4. Um, Plus, we were also in the same environment for the most part in Raccoon City. You go to different parts of the city in the original version, but you're still in a lot of the same locations as well. So at the same time, that was also a bit of a disappointment, but it was also a year later. So, I mean, you can't really argue too much about it. So that's kind of my history with Resident Evil 3 before we get into this. So let's talk about the story. In Resident Evil 3. Again, this is mostly for those who haven't played it. Obviously, again, you play as Jill Valentine. You also play as uh, Carlos as well. Carlos works for uh, the Umbrella Corporation. And basically, you don't have split campaigns like you do in Resident Evil 2 where you don't pick Carlos or Jill. At certain parts of the story, you'll take control of Carlos and Um, and then like for the most part you're playing as Jill for the rest of the story. So there's just certain sections you play as, as Carlos. And when I say sections, there's, there's more than one area of the story where you play as Carlos. So again, that that's all interweaved in the story this time around, which is a bit of a weird approach. Uh, the game is set during the the beginning of the outbreak in Raccoon city up until basically the end of the outbreak. So again, not going to spoil things but that's kind of where the game set takes place it again takes place in raccoon city as well um so if you've played the demo um you start out on the city streets uh where people are basically running away from the infected um and you're trying to evade nemesis who basically bursts in and tries to kill you because uh, nemesis is a smart zombie i mean that's that's what he does. He calibrates a rocket launcher. He says stars a lot. And uh, he basically chills, chills, through chill throughout the game because uh, Nemesis is a zombie created by the Umbrella Corporation who's trying to hunt down all the stars members because they're basically just trying to, like, erase all the evidence from the first Resident Evil. So that it was cool that it, it tied a lot into the first game. Um, and that's one of the things I liked about uh, Resident Evil 3 at the time when it first came out is it had a lot of references to both games, but in particular Resident Evil 1, uh, which was cool, especially with Jill coming back. Like, it's only natural they're going to do that. Um, so Jill basically just has to try and escape the city. She runs the car into Carlos and uh, they just try and escape the city together. So that's kind of the all you need to know about the plot. As far as changes to the story, one of the cool things about the original Resident Evil that I kind of alluded to in the beginning was there was choice-based sections. So basically, like an example would be Nemesis would burst into a room, like a, you're in like a, a bar or something like that, and Nemesis bursts through the wall, and you were given two options. It's like hide under the table or run away, and basically you would pick one of the two options, and depending on what option you chose, it would actually change not only the story, but certain areas you would actually visit as well would be impacted by the choices that you made. So it was actually really unique for the time because we that was around the time where we weren't really getting a lot of choice based stuff that the the choice based wave of of things wasn't until after like 2004 so this resident evil 3 came out in the 90s so it was well below before uh all the other choice based games that we had so it was really unique at the time to have a game that had so much choice and there were a lot of different choices throughout the game all of those have been moved from from the remake. Basically what the team decided to do this time around is almost, uh, have one linear path that you go down with the story. Um, and that's just canon essentially, especially because, uh, with the choices, it's like, well, which one of these is the real ending? For example, you don't, have, they don't have to worry about that question anymore. You kind of know the definitive story this time around rather than, uh, whatever, whatever you, that's de- the player decide. And again, It's an interesting choice for the developers to make, but again, I can understand why they did that this time around. Uh, There were also some locations and enemies removed as well, but they also changed a lot of stuff. Um, Certain elements of the story are changed. I don't know the reason why, they just were. Um, Not in a bad way, just in a different way, which brings me to my next point, which is I think that a lot of the disappointment that we saw with the review scores on the outset with Resident Evil three had a lot to do with the fact that people were coming at it from the mindset. And the, and this is almost on Capcom at this point, because they, they were coming in with the onset that this was going to be an exact one for one remake of Resident Evil two in the way that Resident Evil, sorry, Resident Evil three in the way that Resident Evil two was with, with that remake where the story was mostly going to stay the same. Um, and for the most part, you were going to they were going to make some tweaks here and there, but most of the tweaks were going to be to the gameplay and less of the the story beat. Now, we did know coming into the game release that the choices that I mentioned were going to be removed. So we did know that ahead of time. But most of the reviews I was reading, for example, were really disappointed in the fact that the story was so different. And for me. The way I would approach this game going forward so that you're less disappointed is that not so much that this is actually a remake of Resident Evil 3, because for the most part, it's not. It's actually more of a re-envisioning or reinterpretation of Resident Evil 3, where they basically take the the base skeleton of Resident Evil 3 and then they move a bunch of stuff around and then change some of the story stuff and kind of make it its own experience. And I think part of the reason why they might have done that is that. Um, for people like me, for example, who played the original game, you, you never want to go back and have it be exactly the same game. I mean, you, you can, if you want to, but the argument might be, well, okay, if you're going to do that, why, why wouldn't I just go back and play the original version? I mean, I could, yes, I could dig out my PS one and it's kind of annoying to do that now, especially cause this game never came to Xbox, but at the same time, I think that's, the mindset that was there. So I can at least understand it from that point of view. It's the same kind of thing we're actually seeing with, uh, final fantasy seven. And I think the difference between these two scenarios is that score. Enix has been open from the beginning about final fantasy seven on PlayStation, that that remake is not as much a remake and more of a reinvention of final fantasy seven, especially with the episodic model. It's going to be a very different game. And they've set that expectation from the beginning. Whereas I think from the beginning of the resident evil three announcement that we had last year, that expectation wasn't really set very well. Like, they did mention it a little bit in interviews, but for the most part, it was very much uh, marketed as a direct remake of Resident Evil 3. So I think that's where kind of some of the disconnect comes through, which is why, for me, I actually really liked the game a lot, and I actually liked the story a lot in this game, because it was different. I actually like a lot of the stuff we did. they did with it. Again, I am a little disappointed that some of the choice stuff isn't there, but... Overall, I think the story, the plot works just as well as any other Resident Evil game, which again, plot has never really been Resident Evil strong suit. There's a lot of lore in in the Resident Evil world, and I do like all that stuff. But, you know, it's never really the main focus of Resident Evil. It's more the survival uh, horror gameplay that you're the kind of there for, which brings me to my next point. So it's time to talk about gameplay. Let's talk about Nemesis specifically, because, of course, one of the big differences between Resident Evil 2 and 3 was the introduction of Nemesis, which, again, is a smart zombie. He follows you around. He hunts you throughout the whole story. And they definitely play, did that in this game, but they did it in a bit of a different way. So in the original version, Nemesis is more, more like Mr. X, where basically you'll run into them throughout a, a bunch of different points of the story. And actually, I want to bring in Seamus like at Famous Seamus. Of course, I pulled you all on Twitter. At the Xbox drive, asking for questions for this episode. uh, Famous Seamus, Seamus McIsaac asks, who's scarier, Nemesis or Mr. X? And does having Nemesis chasing you around while you're trying to do objectives and knowing after a while, well, I've got some bad news, Seamus. He doesn't chase you at all, except for in certain sections of the game that are basically you running down a corridor or our boss fights. So for the most part, there are, there's maybe one or two sections. And the one that comes to mind, if you've played the demo, you've seen one of them um, where you'll actually get chased down by, by uh, nemesis in the story itself. But he doesn't really do that throughout the story. He's not like Mr. X where he's like a, a permanent uh, thing that you basically have to run away from all the time. And in likewise, in the original resident evil three, you're trying to evade Nemesis all the time while doing all the object, other objectives in the game. He could just show up at any moment. Whereas in this game, all of the sequences that, that Nemesis shows up are are scripted, where they he shows up at a specific time and that's it. I mean, for the most part, you're not really fighting him off like you did in the first game until, again, you have boss fights with Nemesis. Or there are some sections where you have to kind of stall him while you have to wait for some things to happen. That happens in this game. But for the most part, he's not really a pervasive part of of the gameplay. I will say that they did nail the fact that he is a heavy part of the story itself and the fact that he's hunting you down is a big part of that. Like I did feel the tension that oh, anytime I could run into this section where I have to run away from Nemesis. But for the most part, while I was while I was doing objectives, I didn't really fear feel the fear of the 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 Resident Evil 2 remake where uh, Mr. X could just show up at any time that didn't happen here. It was very, very different, very scripted. And again, for better or for worse, I know some people liked it and some people didn't. I'm on the side that understands why they did it. But I'm a little disappointed that he's not there throughout the story. Um, again, they they did the character right as far as when you do run into him. But again, he's just not it's not the same not the same as even Mr. X did. And it, even it'd be, it'd be different if we didn't just come off Resident Evil two last year with Mr. X being a big part of the story and seeing just the potential for Nemesis from that game. But you know, we don't live in a vacuum, you know, so it's, you have to pull from that experience as well. So how, how did normal difficulty felt? So again, I played on normal difficulty throughout the experience. I finished the game in about, you know, four to five hours. I mean, it was a very short experience. Uh, Normal difficulty wasn't really too difficult, wasn't really super easy. It was the right level of difficulty, I think, where it felt um, not where you didn't have unlimited resources Um, But at the same time, I didn't feel like any of the encounters were really frustrating or anything like that. Um, And again, this game focuses more on action than Resident Evil 2 does. So you do have a lot more uh, access to supplies. Jill actually ends up with more weapons than either Claire or Leon throughout their playthroughs. um, So you actually have more of an arsenal to choose from this time around, especially because you're not going between two different campaigns. um, Because that was the conceit in Resident Evil 2 where uh, Claire got different weapons from Leon. Um, whereas this time around, you really only have Jill and Carlos, who has his own thing. He's his own set of weapons that he. You don't really find new weapons for Carlos, anyways. So he mostly just has uh, the stock items he has. So you're mostly finding ammo and other things with Carlos. So with this, with Jill, you have a lot more equipment this time around. So combat encounters felt a little busy, which again. It's less survival horror-ish, and again, this was the way the original game was, so again, I can't fault it for it, just knowing, of course, that this is kind of the start of where Resident Evil started to go more action-y, but I do like the blend between the survival horror and the action more in this game than, obviously, Resident Evil 5 or 6, or even 4, even, because 4 uh, put so much more emphasis on the action in that game than in this one, so, for the most part... I think the action is quite right. Um, Doesn't really bug me too much, especially just exploring the environments and stuff like that. I, I actually liked some of the enemies you fought. I liked the diverse, the diversity in the enemies as well. You're not fighting just zombies, which is cool. Um, and again, you didn't really in the first game as well. Um, they did cut some enemies from the original game. Um, and they worked some, reworked some of the original enemies into this one. Um, so overall, I liked the enemy design in this game. I thought it was pretty good. So... Speaking of game length, of course, I'm going to bring in Eric Green at The Art of Bacon. He is, uh, asks, is it just me or is the length of the game just about perfect? Well, you said it, Eric Green. I know a lot of people complaining about the game being too short. I actually think the game itself, the campaign was actually the perfect length. I think, again, four to six hours um, on your first playthrough, I think is totally solid for a survival horror game. Yes, it is a big ask for a, for an $80 game in Canada or in the States. We'll get to that in kind of our overall thoughts in a bit, but I do think that the length of the game of a survival horror game in particular, or even just horror games in general should never be too long. I think it's one like that was the reverse of what we saw in something like alien isolation, where as much as I love that game, it's way too long. It just needed to be like five or 10 hours. And honestly with horror games, I think the shorter, the better um, because I think that, especially if the game goes on too long, it, it starts to feel a little bit easier. You just become less scared when you play it, especially when you replay this game. It becomes, you know, that becomes evident very quickly that you're not really scared of a lot of the stuff anymore. And I mean, that happens in every horror game. So obviously to keep it fresh and scary and for the developers really to keep you on your toes, I do think it needs, they need to be shorter experiences. So absolutely. I think the length, I agree with you, Eric, totally perfect for this game. However, The problem with that, though, is replayability this time around. So with Resident Evil 2, when you finished the game, you got to do a whole bunch of stuff. You got to, number one, you had two campaigns, so Claire and Leon. Even though they go to all the same areas, the story is different for both characters. So there's a reason to go back and play both, both stories. And each one's about three to four hours long, which is about as long as this game is. Not only that, you also had the second run for each character. So once you finished the game, you got to go back as Claire or Leon and play The opposite side of the story in um, where you get separated at the beginning, you go down the other path, which is a very different part of the story. Again, you're going to some of the same areas, but it's very different and it actually has a different ending. Not only that, but you also have the different uh, ghost story chapters, which are basically individual stories from side characters that you also get to play as, including Hunk and uh, Tofu, as well as some of the other ancillary characters in, in Raccoon City. So you just had so much more stuff to do. And that's one of the things I loved about Resident Evil 2 Remake is that once you finish that game, there was so much replay value. There were so many different things you could go do. Whereas this game, once you finish it, it's, hey, you can go back and play the same game again. But with, of course, the the Resident Evil accoutrements of you can uh, basically buy like unlimited ammo weapons or specific costumes for Jill, stuff like that. But at the same time, it didn't doesn't really inspire me to play it over and over again. Sure, I've played through it twice, but am I going to go back to it anytime soon? Probably not. I mean, whereas Resident Evil 2, for example, I was playing that game for like 30 hours because I, I played through both Le- Claire and Leon, as well as the second run for both characters, plus all the ghost stories, and then was trying to beat my own times and get all the achievements and, and whatnot. Whereas this time around with Resident Evil 3, once I finished it, I didn't feel the need to do that, nor does the game really incentivize you with playing the game a different way to go do that or to experience it in a different way. Um, And I think that's part of the problem. Not only that, but a lot of the replay value from the original game, the original Resident Evil 3 had to come with the choices where because when you made different choices, it changed where you went in the game, for example. There's a lot of uh, replay value, of course, there as well, where you could, Uh, See what would happen if you made a different choice, and how would it would affect the story or some of the new areas you would unlock by doing making that choice. So it just really feels like it might be a hard sell at eighty dollars. Again, I'm always thinking Canadian price because I'm Canadian, but sixty bucks U.S. or whatever territory you in, just uh, substituted that price. So that leads us to overall thoughts here. So here's the thing: Do I recommend Resident Evil Three? Absolutely. It's actually probably one of my favorite games of the year. Maybe even my favorite game. It's up there with Doom Eternal. I think Doom Eternal is still probably my favorite game of uh, 2020. But man, Resident Evil 3, for the four or five hours I played it, it it was a great game. It was amazing. I loved every minute of it. And yes, it is a little bit disappointing that it's not uh, everything that Resident Evil 3 was. But I'm okay with that. Because again, I think that they modernized it in the right ways. and I mean, they had to sacrifice some stuff for that, so I'm personally okay with that. But as far as would I recommend you, dear listener, picking up this game, well, it's another matter, because obviously times are tough right now for a lot of people, uh, especially financially, so it's a tough sell at at full price, especially if you're not going to play the multiplayer as well. Again, I'm not really going to dig into uh, Resident Evil Resistance, which is the multiplayer mode that comes with this, just because I haven't really played a lot of it. I've played it but I'm really not feeling it. It's not really for me. I do like the idea behind it where you've kind of got a mastermind and survivors trying to escape and you can play as the mastermind. But the problem is playing as the mastermind is the most fun thing, which kind of almost defeats the purpose of not playing as the mastermind or just feels less fun. So ultimately I don't really spe- feel myself spending a lot of time with it. And again, I bought this game when it came out. So honestly, I would say that you're better off at least waiting for this deal on sale if you're uh, strapped for cash or if you've got other games to play right now, uh, definitely do that. But absolutely, though, if you if you are a Resident Evil fan, you've got to play Resident Evil 3 remake. I think it is a great game. It just again for full price. It's it's a tough ask at this point in, in our current uh, landscape. But at the same time, yeah, if you've played the original, you should play it. If you like Resident Evil 2, you should play it. If you like Resident Evil, you should play it. If you don't really like survival horror games, then no, don't play this game. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Extra Mile. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. And you also find the pants man himself, Sean Capri on Twitter at Sean Capri and us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Extra Mile. And we out. Bye.